0: Hi, welcome to KUI News. I'm your News Director, Sierra Pesnell, Assistant News Director Amanda Johnston and I were able to hold a Zoom interview with Dr. Blaine Eccles, Vice Provost for Student Affairs and Dean of Students. Dr. Eccles discussed the preparations for the spring semester with regards to COVID 19, how the pandemic has influenced technology for education, and his reflection on the university's ability to maintain classes. I'd like to note that this interview took place on Monday, February 1st, as Dr. Eccles mentions being in Stage 2 in Idaho, while you recently entered Stage 3, and we plan to follow up. What was the preparation like for the semester with like, of course, COVID guidelines going on, but also just in general?
1: Sure, you know, we knew, uh, that's a really good question. (laughs) This is all as it pertains to COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, just wanna make sure. So we knew, you know, early on that we were gonna be in person in the fall semester as well as the spring semester. That was our our overall goal. And uh, we knew by the end of the, the fall semester, things were in a pretty, lockdown way as far as how we were processing getting individuals tested isolating students providing support to students in quarantine so we've really felt pretty confident that going into the spring semester we'd be doing it the same way and whatnot and truthfully um we are anticipating i'll be honest a higher number of positives um, than is actually turning out and so we're very surprised with what, what those numbers are showing us right now I think the governor having us in stage two has really benefited the entire state that way um and now we're past the holiday uh the bubble i guess is what what the healthcare professions are referred to to where you would see a spike from gatherings over the holiday and so now we're kind of into the status quo so our preparation really wasn't all that different it was just keep on keeping on with what we were doing and then if nothing else messaging about encouraging students to go to in-person classes if they have that as an option and the faculty working with students that way, too. But uh, overall, we haven't really uh, changed course too, too much in regards to what our spring plans were compared to our fall.
0: How do you think the future will play out in the next, maybe not this semester, uh, but maybe this fall, I guess?
1: Sure, that, you know, that's, almost, that's the million-dollar question right. at the moment because we don't know how vaccines are going to play into all of this. Uh, the percentage of individuals that will choose to get the vaccine how much that will inoculate our community and whatnot like that. Um, So we're having conversations right now in regards to what fall semester will look like from an academic standpoint. The one thing I can say is we will have in-person classes in the fall. We know we uh, have the ability to do that. And that's an important message that we make sure our students understand as far as what that looks like. Um, We have not made any decisions in regards to our Healthy Vandal Pledge or expectations for masks or anything. That may all shift eventually, um, but we're not at a stage right now where we think that it would be appropriate to message out anything like the fall semester, because that is just so far down the road, right. I and mean, we're looking at eight months down the road, and as you all know, things can change rather suddenly, and the last thing we wanna do is send mis- mixed messages in regards to that, but we will be in person in the fall. Um, in what capacity, I, I really couldn't say at the moment because it's still too preliminary, but we are talking about different scenarios in, in, in um, options to see what that looks like, just so that we don't have as hard of a pivot if we do need to do that. But, you know, if nothing else, I'm just incredibly proud of the resiliency of our students to be able to adapt quickly, as well as our faculty and staff who changed on a dime last spring and then continued to modify in a way, moving into the fall semester as things kind of shifted. And it's, it's quite frankly, very inspiring to see how the communities come together Um, I mean, you see individuals, students on campus wearing masks outside, walking alone by themselves, they get it. They absolutely do, and I'm just, you know, really appreciative of their efforts that way.
0: What are some kind of behind-the-scenes involvement that the faculty and staff have had to do to prepare for this semester?
1: Oh my, for this semester, or just in, in, I mean... I would encourage you to try to interview a faculty member who's had to teach, who went from a traditional in-class to a hybrid or online. But that's not an easy thing. Students think oftentimes it's the exact same thing that they do. And to engage students in a dynamic learning environment in a remote way like this, is completely different especially when you have an experience where students have their cameras off and you're trying to gauge their reaction or response kind of like i'm doing right now with you Mm -hmm. that's not easy to do um and so faculty (laughs) have had to think through their uh pedagogical uh, uh, philosophy in regards to how they teach how they engage and what that looks like at the same time I think students have had to rethink how they engage in their learning environment, right? Um, it is easy to stay off camera and kind of look at your phone, I got my phone right here as an example, and not engage, and um, it's a for some individuals it's a lazy approach to education because you think, oh, I have the sound on so I must be absorbing something even though I'm distracted over here or over here. The focus, I think, has been harder. Um, so faculty have really had to up their game and they have, uh, you know, across the board, on how they're engaging students in those learning environments for some it's been a natural shift it's easier for them for others it's been a hard shift i would say and it hasn't been as easy but um, they've risen to the challenge for sure
0: aside from covid preparation for the semester what other things has the university been working on for the semester
1: well you know the, the hardest challenge right now is creating engaging opportunities where we're pulling communities together mm-hmm. being in stage two has really put a Uh, is hamstrung our ability to create those options outside of the classroom, uh, to um, have student groups meet, gatherings, presentations, plays, all of that kind of stuff. And so our campus has really worked hard to move in a way where we can create socially engaging opportunities um, while maintaining social distancing and healthy uh, Vandal Pledge and a limitation of 10. Ah, that's the hard part, right? And it is so difficult and and my heart really breaks for students from that aspect of it. Um, That's why I really always encourage students, go to class. We know that's the number one form of engagement right now with connecting with others, seeing others, and you really stimulate your mind. It helps you out from a mental health standpoint when you're leaving your home, when you're leaving your apartment or your room and you don't feel cooped up all day. Just walking across campus, seeing folks can be really uh, very mentally and spiritually uplifting from a connectivity standpoint. It's not the ideal way, uh, you know, um, but we've really had to be creative on how we're uh, creating those forms of engagement and and whatnot. And I'll give you an example. Um, We have rock climbing competitions. Well, we know we can do that safely because we're not having 30 people on the rock wall at once. So we can still do some competitions that way. Um, The ski club, we have less than 10 individuals going to practices and doing things. And we do all this under strict COVID protocols that are reviewed and approved ahead of time. And so we wanna help facilitate to the extent we can that coming together, doing things to engage students outside of the classroom so that they can be most successful inside the classroom.
0: What do you think will be the most important thing you will reflect on from this past year of having to adapt and change? I
1: think that my biggest reflection point has really been our campus's ability to adapt to an ever-changing environment. We started off the semester with a low infection rate. Right after school mm-hmm. started, people came here, and then it spiked. We had, a, we had chapters in quarantine, Greek chapters in quarantine. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of students in our isolation unit to the point we were had overflow locations uh, and whatnot, um, but we were still able to maintain in-person classes um, and we re- and we have yet to receive a report of any infection being passed from in-person, in-person uh, classes. Um, we were able to maintain it, so we kept the campus recreation open as an outlet. And so just the creative energies people brought to bear to navigate and live with the pandemic and a pandemic and a virus that is globally impacting everyone. It, it, I'm just absolutely gobsmacked and inspired by the efforts of everyone, truthfully. I, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, there was a lot of effort and energy put into it by a lot of individuals on campus, but we wouldn't have been able to do it unless the students stood, stepped up and well, as well as our faculty and staff. We can have the best plans, um, but unless people implement the plans, which they did, uh, we wouldn't be successful. Now, does that mean that there weren't a lot of folks that got COVID? No, a lot of folks did, absolutely. Um, we were very attentive, responded to them, but you know my my number one reflection is just one of pride really, for the efforts that everyone across the board did to get us there and um it's it was really inspiring
0: yeah, so I actually have a question about. How do you think this is going to change our future as vandals? Um, Like, are we going to continuously be more uh, technology, kind of digital age, uh, or are we going to kind of maybe try and revert back to our old ways?
1: Yeah, and that's an excellent question. I think with history 50 years from now, people will look at the year 2020 as a a seminal moment in in societal learning and in uh, the education system. I really do. Um, We have been able to pivot in a way that has made it more accessible for students in some ways to gain their education. Um, I think Zoom is a part of people's lives moving forward. So I think the way we traditionally went to meetings is gonna change. I don't think you'll see as many people coming together. If anything, right now for the university, it's made us more accessible to a lot of our students. And I'll give you a really good example. Our counseling services, they had to pivot at the very last minute Um, last spring to go completely online and remote. We knew that was a critical need. Uh, Dr. Greg Lambeth, our director of counseling services and his team, they did a fantastic job doing that. Well, by doing that, and we've been talking for a couple of years now, how do we get an online remote option for counseling services uh, for students that go to school in McCall or Idaho State or even down at Boise State? We're now able to do that because that is the reality of what it is, is we're providing that remote resource currently to all of our students. So that's not gonna change. If anything, our access to engage students has increased in a lot of ways. Um, And I would say the same thing for learning, truthfully. Um, Many of our classes, we were really traditional, but I think there will be a a larger high flex or remote option um, for many of our classes moving forward. Maybe not to the same level here, but we do see a need to engage our communities that are remote and distance, that it's hard for people to come here. And so we wanna make sure we're delivering on that too. Technology in the classroom, we have moved definitely into the 21st century. And I think for our, this is where our students are living already. They live in a social online engaging environment. The educational aspect is now caught up to that. It's not perfect yet, obviously. I don't think anyone would argue that, but I think students are gonna have an expectation that this will be a viable option. So, you know, who knows what the, the future holds? but I think we'll definitely look at the year 2020 as a, a pivotal moment in our nation's history and in the education's history as far as how things have shifted.
0: My next question, uh, and you kind of already went into this that we had a bit of hiccups and we had to quarantine some people and we even had some overflow, but overall what would you say is the University of Idaho's biggest challenge that they had to meet over with COVID?
1: I would say the number one challenge we had to meet was making sure we could have our classes open that was that was the number one what do we do i mean if you reflect back a short little history a lot of campuses were like we don't think we can do this we don't think we can do it safely we didn't know how there was a lot of unknowns about COVID in general about how much it would impact folks and so a lot of institutions had to make the call early on about going online remote only um, because we didn't really know um, we said from the outset, yeah, President Green said from the outset, I want us to be open. We knew that was critical for our students. We knew it was important for their learning, and we felt confident that we had the ability to do it. And because we got on that early, we were able to set up our own testing lab. If we hadn't been able to set up our own tests, I don't think we would have been able to do this in, a, in, in the way that we did. And so. Um, it, it was really critical, especially with his leadership and the leadership of others that we got that up and running so we could have tests to identify individuals who are positive, get them help, pull them out of our, our community in a supportive way so that we can maintain that open thing. So that was our, our number one thing and, and we delivered on it and I'm really proud of that.
0: What has your partnership with Gritman been like and um, working with them?
1: Yeah, Grimman Medical Center has been a fantastic partner through this whole, uh, the whole process. Uh, They have been the ones that have been conducting our COVID uh, test swabs Um, from the get go. They knew because Moscow is so embedded in the, uh, or because the university is so embedded in the Moscow community, we knew early on they would be a pivotal partner for us. We've been meeting with them on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis, seven days a week, talking about things, their nurses provide the swabbing. We provide the facilities. It's really been a wonderful, seamless uh, uh, interaction with them. Uh, they've been very accommodating for our needs, you know, and you have to understand, Moscow is not such a large community that they have excess staff that they can just throw to make sure we're, we're meeting our needs. So they've been incredible partners uh, with us. I'm really proud. They run our health clinic on campus uh, as well. We have a partnership with them. So. Grittman Medical Center has just been a phenomenal partner through this whole thing. Same with Public Health District 2, the North Central. They're based out of Lewiston. They've been incredible supports for us, really beneficial for us and our community overall.
0: We'd like to thank Dr. Eccles for sharing with us, and thank you for listening. For KUI News, I'm Sierra Pestnell.